Welcome to episode two of the Bossy Bitch podcast. Look at me go, mum. I've done two now. <laughs> In this episode, I chat to Camille Camp from Calyeda Station, which is all the way up near the great sandy desert, right at the top of Western Australia. So bear with me. There are a couple of little delays along the way, but Camille has a fabulous story. And I discovered Camille over a year ago when I was up traveling through Kununurra. And if you just check out her Instagram at Cattleman's daughter it is you'll see why I fell in love with her and have an epic girl crush on this girl she makes being a cowgirl look like the sexiest job on the planet even though we all know it probably is not but aside from the fact that I have a crush on her I love how Camille shares some of her really deepest personal struggles and how she has gotten through those struggles living so remotely I think it's really inspiring that she's so open about it and I think this would give a lot of hope and support to other women whether you're living remotely or not, I guess, but also if you're living remotely, so great to know how to access the right people um, if you are sharing with similar struggles. But aside from that, Camille will share some of her tips on how she uses social media and why she uses social media to bring her family's business uh, and the story behind it to life. And it is a fabulous story, uh, one you're going to love. So that is really epic. But also, how the hell she managed to become an Outback influencer. Seriously, she's an influencer and she lives in the middle of nowhere. And spoiler alert, she doesn't use filters. <gasps> oh my God. Um, so enjoy episode two. You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here Today I'm chatting with Camille Camp. Camille is from Calyeda Station, which is all the way up the top of Western Australia near the Great Sandy Desert. Camille, thank you so much for giving up your smoko to come and chat to me. No worries. Camille, can you just tell us um, a little bit about um, Calyeda Station and how your family came to be there and just a little bit of the history? Okay, um, so my dad has always been involved in the beef industry. He started out as a head stockman um, and then he started contract mastering. Uh, he did a bit of managing for other stations, um, but his dream was always to have his own property. Uh, so in 96, he and mum bought Calida Station uh, and they bought it there, so there were no cattle, no fences, no homestead. It was just a bare block of land. Um, that is so good. And, yeah, yeah, it, it was very, I think a lot of people thought he was pretty nuts, um, pretty crazy <laughs> to do that. Yeah. And I think prob- probably mum thought that as well. Your mum must just be the most amazing and resilient woman getting around WA. <laughs> Oh, I know, like, just because when he was contract mustering, like, he would go away for months, like, yeah. that was the work, so he had to do it. And then um, when they bought here, we we all moved out, so I've got three siblings, um, so mum, 
my three siblings, myself, dad, we all moved out here and there was like, there was nothing. So we, for the first year we were living in swags, um, which we loved. I'm not sure if mum loved it, but uh, we loved it. Um, um, we didn't actually get a proper house till I was about 10. So like we would have had the place like, yeah, at least six years. Wow, six years sleeping in a, sla- a swag, <laughs> swag, a swag. But I'm guessing if you're sleeping in a swag, <laughs> there's no toilets either, right? There's no bathrooms. Yeah, no. We, um, yeah, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have any um, bathrooms for a long while. Which, yeah, again, we loved. But um, yeah, it must have been horrible for mum actually. <laughs> I've got three kids, and I, uh, yeah, your mum's amazing. I guess the one the one benefit and I can relate to this because I grew up on a farm but I grew up on a farm in a house but you know you've got all that free land just to run wild and you don't have to worry about someone coming and kidnapping one of your children (laughs) yeah all mum had to worry about was us having like horse accidents when we were out mustering or going into the creek or something but yeah like none of us had any bad accidents when we were kids and yeah it was it was a great childhood that we had so much fun well, I know that my dad always says um, it's a miracle that we're all alive and that a lot of the things that we did as kids, can you imagine if people knew about them today or did them today, you'd be on the news. <laughs> you'd go on my child services. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad, if I'm incriminating you here. <laughs> anyway, Camille, <laughs> I love how you... I mean, there's so many things I I love about what you're doing, but I love what drew me to you is um, your Instagram. And I met you up in Kununurra last year when I was running some social media workshops. And I I love how you've used your Instagram to share the story of your family station. And you really have (laughs) made it look so beautiful and so glamorous. Can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to use uh get on Instagram and and do what you're doing well I actually came to Instagram quite late um I think yeah long after it was actually cool to have it but um I originally just started like it was just my personal page so um I just started um sharing you know photos of out mustering or sunset photos or horse riding photos or anything like that and um yeah, people people really liked those photos. Um, and then once I had started getting a few followers, I realised that I could use my Instagram as a platform to share what we do out here because um, I don't think many people know what we do and why we do it. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions too about what happens <laughs> on the land on a sta- cattle station or a sheep farm and things like that so um yeah sorry totally interrupted you there but um it seems like yeah you are trying to show a different side to it yeah and I think um like f- people from the land aren't typically very good at using social media so um yeah there isn't a lot out there especially for people from like the city like they they don't really have any idea of what we do, like what does a day out here consist of for us. Um, so, yeah, like I, I use it to show what we do, why we do it um, and why it's so important to us. And I've also noticed, Camille, that you have shared some of your own personal struggles on your platform and I've seen you 
um, talk about that and also how you've managed um, to overcome some of those challenges. Can you share with everybody listening just a little bit more about, about that? Yeah, so uh, when I was a teenager, I had uh, anorexia. So um, I was diagnosed when I was 14. Um, and then I struggled with that up until I was about uh, 22. And it was really difficult going through that, not just for me, like for my whole family, going through that while we were living on a station, you know, four hours from the nearest GP. Um, and even that GP wasn't, you know, wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say qualified, like wasn't used to working with someone who had an eating disorder. Like to get specialised help, I had to drive four hours to Broome and then fly another three hours to Perth. Yeah. Um, and it was really difficult. Like every time I went down to Perth, mum would have to come with me because I couldn't go by myself, which meant she had to leave my younger sister, who was only eight at the time, like she had to leave her behind. Um, yeah, so it was, it was really difficult and there was just no support for us up here close to home. So I, I had no options. I think going all the way to Perth. I think um, with any, um, I guess, illness or um, thing that you're battling, the right type of help is is hard to find. Sometimes um, knowing who to, um, I guess, to enlist to help you is hard and sometimes it's trial and error. And even just living in Perth in the city, it's hard to know. But I can't even imagine for anybody living in a remote community like yourself who do you go to and so for you to now have this platform where you can say hey I've and I know you've promoted um the rural naturopath before you can say I've I've dealt with her and she's been amazing and really helped me with my journey and that might then help somebody else that's in the same situation living remotely and they don't know where to look for help so the fact that you're now able to do that and be a support for other women living remotely is amazing. Yeah, I'd really love to be able to use my platform to help other people who may be going through something um, similar because I think it's a horrible thing to go through and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Um, so if I can help in any way, yeah, that, that would be great. And isn't it, it's only, it's still so new, all the technology um, that is available to us now and the online coaching and that we can just have a Zoom call like you and I are doing now, but you can reach out to any kind of health professional. I had a girlfriend living um, in Kananara who was suffering quite um, with anxiety quite a lot. And I know she did a lot of Zoom coaching online to help her with that. So it, it is, things have changed, but they've only really just changed if we think about it. Those those resources have only just become available to us in recent years. Yeah, but I think it's it's great that, that that's changing because um, rural people are finally able to get the help that they need and they can stay at home when they're getting it rather than having to travel and dislodge families. And, yeah, so it's really good. That's awesome. And so for a little bit more of a glamorous side to the Instagram, Camille, you must get approached by brands to promote um, their stuff, I guess, <laughs> because you always look so fabulous and I don't know where you get your shirts from, but it makes me want to move back to the farm. I think work shirts have really come a long way in the last few years. They're very, they're getting very fashionable. 
Well, I think you're the most fashionable. Like, I don't know. When I go to my family farm, I do not look as amazing as you look. That's for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, I do. I do get approached by brands, um, and as long as it, um, like, I don't, I don't really like the idea of trying to sell people things. But as long as it's a brand that I would, you know, wear or use normally, um, I'm really happy to support them. Particularly if they're like a rural brand um yeah or they're supporting country people like I'm I'm really happy to help support them particularly in times like of COVID when everyone's really struggling um but I mean it has to fit in with it has to be something that I'll you know I would actually normally wear authentic and genuine I think but it just goes to show that you can be an influencer anywhere can't you (laughs) You're in the you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, with the nearest town is like four hours away, and there you are. You're an outback influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's focus on your Instagram just for a little minute because you have grown a huge following. Can you just maybe share some tips with our listeners on what you find works for you on Instagram? Yeah, so I think uh, number one would be being honest. Um, I don't I don't use filters. I obviously um I'm generally always happy in my photos. Um but I, I don't use filters. I show the real me, whether I'm covered in dust or, you know, got cow poo all over me. Um <laughs> so I always show the real me. I, I try and be honest about what we're doing. Um and then I just always make an effort like if someone takes the time to message me or comment. It's, it can be very time consuming, but I I try and get back to people, particularly if they're asking me about, like I get a lot of people ask me about how they get into the ag industry or how they how, how they can get a job on a station, um, like young women. Yep. And so I always try and take the time to reply to them because I want to encourage them to join the industry because I think it's a great industry and we need more women. Um, so, yeah, taking the time to connect with the people who follow you because um, they're they're like my community like I'm, I'm a part of a community and when you're living in isolation having that feeling of being a part of a community is really important um, even if you've never actually met them like you still connect with them yeah that's amazing and that, that, that there's two things you just said then that resonate with me and and that is that people I think sometimes perceive especially when they own a business Instagram or social media just as a place to sell or get themselves known but really it is a what I think growing a business is all about forming relationships and nurturing relationships and Instagram is the relationship building platform and so it is a place to make connections it is a place to grow relationships and when you grow authentic and real relationships that does translate into growing your business whether it's for getting new customers and making sales or like for you Camille it's to um, promote the ag industry and get more women in in the ag industry to grow the industry the other thing that you said uh, was about the agricultural industry and and this is something I I really love about your Instagram because it does sometimes feel like um, the Australian like farming stations I know where my parents farm a lot of the surrounding farms have uh, been sold to um, international investors and I worry about us losing 
a lot of our core and original Australian culture. And I think that you are really bringing to life that real true Australian culture on your Instagram. You bring it to life so beautifully. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's um, having having like my family out here and making it like having a family property. Um, yeah, for us, it's definitely um, it's definitely a lifestyle, not a not a just a job. Um, and yeah, so I guess that comes across in my. Instagram like I, I work with my brother I work with my dad um, I get to see my nephew every day because he's in the house 100 meters away from us um, and we all we all eat together um, yeah so it's a real it's a real family place that's beautiful how does your um I know I put a post up on Instagram last night because <laughs> my dad sent me a thumbs up emoji in a text and I just sort mm-hmm. of was the funniest thing ever because my dad only started texting about two years ago. <laughs> so the fact that he's now moved on to emojis, I thought was a pretty big deal. How does your dad go with keeping up with technology? Uh, he can text. Um, that's about <laughs> it. I have tried setting up a Facebook page for him because I think it would be really funny. But, um, yeah, <laughs> he hasn't agreed to that yet. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And it's so good um, that now, you know, me and my kids can face, because I live in Perth now, obviously, but we can FaceTime my dad on the farm and he can be out in the middle of the paddock on a tractor and he gets better reception than we do in Perth sometimes. And it is amazing how well connected we all can be these days. I know, like, um, we've had reception out here for the last two years um, and it's just crazy to think back, like, before we had it because I can be out in a muster and my brother will be doing a ball run or something and something will go wrong and all I have to do is, like, call him on the phone. (laughs) So it's crazy. Like, I don't know how we used to communicate before. I know. Yeah, you'd have to think that surely life is easier, but I don't know. I don't know that it, that it is. Um, so, Camille, your business, so the, obviously the cattle is the main source of um, income, is it, for you guys on the, on the station up there? Yeah, yeah, it is. So aside from your personal journey on Instagram, what other platforms are you using to, you know, to work to, I guess, to support your family business, Calyeda Station? Um, so I also have an Instagram page for the station um, and then which I just share photos of um, pretty much sort of similar to what I do on my page but just more general station stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page for the station which I run as well but that's more, um, yeah, that's more like, the business page so I do all most of our recruiting from that page um I'll share like links to articles that I think are relevant to other station people on that page um yeah so I sort of keep that as the business page and then the Instagram page is just about sharing photos of day-to-day life and you have a um, blog as well don't you no I don't have a blog no we write blogs for the Central Station um, blog, which is it's just about it's about sharing stories from all over, like stations all over Australia. Um, and we, my sister-in-law in particular, writes blogs for that. Um, but I've done a few as well, and it's it's really good actually, just 
like for sharing stories about station life. It really just all gives you a voice with, like you said, connecting with the outside world. Do you ever get people approach you that want to come and visit, <laughs> like just randoms? Can we come and stay on your station? Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. And do you have to turn them down? Like, or can I just come up and say hello, stay for a week? <laughs> um, if we know them, it's fine. But, um, yeah, generally if we don't know them, it's a bit hard just because, like, we've got cattle in every paddock and you can't you can't rely on people you don't know to, you know, shut shut gates or stuff yeah, like that. I like imagine if, that. Someone, if someone didn't shut a gate, it would be a major <laughs> catastrophe. <laughs> Yeah, it would be a big deal and that's the last thing you need on your plate. I imagine that you guys are working hard enough as it is. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be safe to say like everybody when you, you know, are in a sort of particular niche, I guess, that you would cop some negativity no matter how, I mean, obviously you tell a beautiful story but it doesn't matter how beautiful the story is, there's always going to be someone Haters going to hate. There's always going to be someone that leaves a negative comment. How do you go about dealing with that on social media? Well, I generally, if it's something to do, generally if it's a negative comment um, towards my page or the station page, it's usually something to do with animal welfare. Um, And generally um, I will reply explaining how it's not bad animal welfare. This is just... Um, yeah, this is what we do and it may look bad to people who don't understand but, you know, in reality it's not actually hurting the animal. This is why we do it Um, and generally it's for the animal's welfare or for our safety that we do it, Um, in particular things like uh, dehorning, castration, um, that kind of thing. There are reasons why we do it. Um, and we there are things we do to make sure that the animal is not in great pain when we do it. Um, but usually with comments like that, I'll explain and then I'll just leave it because I've given my reasons. I'm not going to get into an argument. Um, and really if that person's got their set views, whatever I say is not going to change them. Uh, so, I think yeah, like I'll, I'll, I will never get into an argument because I just honestly don't see what the point is. No, and I think something I learned recently, which I really love um, and try to always have it at the forefront of my mind, is you do need to be your authentic self on social media, which is exactly what you're doing. And you, if that's if people don't like you, they are not your people. So in order mm. to actually make a difference or to be noticed you kind of do have to be pretty firm in what you believe in and be pretty genuine and that's not always going to appeal to everybody and that's okay because they're they're not the people you're trying to attract but on the same note my dad loves to tell this story at the moment Camille about how (laughs) because the animal welfare is it's huge I mean and it would be it would be ignorant not to to bring it up but my dad tells this story about the sheep they were shearing sheep one day and there was a bunch of sheep out in the paddock and it was a stinking hot day and he said they laid in the hottest part of the paddock and they could have gotten up and gone and laid under the trees because there was plenty of shade and trees, but they didn't. He goes, they just stayed there all day in the hottest part of the paddock on the hottest day of the summer, perfectly happy yeah. by choice. 
And a lot of what you're saying, people don't understand it unless you've lived and, you know, grown up or worked around it. Um, People don't understand. So it is good that you're trying to share the beauty, I guess, of um, the agriculture industry. Yeah. And I think like in sharing, when you're sharing it with people who don't understand, I think like everything I put out, I always look at it, try and look at it from someone else's point of view to see like if it can be taken out of context and if it does, it can be taken out of context. I'll try and explain it rather than, you know, just putting it out because, yeah, people can just look at something. Like I remember I put out a photo, it's kind of similar to what you said, I put out a photo of cows out in the paddock, which is a massive paddock, and it was, you know, a hot day and they were standing, you know, it looked kind of arid country, like there weren't any trees in the photo. But behind me there were like heaps of trees. Yeah. And somebody got upset because they said, you don't provide shade for your cattle. This paddock is huge. Like it's a massive paddock. It's like the cows, the cows had so many trees, but you know, they were just not out in the open. Yeah. And, and like I just said, they, they, there can be all the trees in the world and it doesn't mean they're going to choose to lay under them. But yeah, I get your point. It, people just see what they want to see and believe what they want to believe sometimes. So I think it's really good that you're showing that, what really goes on yeah and I think it's about like respecting people like like they've got their views I'm not going to try and change them because that would just be pointless so I'll just you know focus on the people you know who are interested in what I do and want to learn yep that's right and that's the best possible most positive way to approach it uh, totally to change the tune here, but do you often get compared to McLeod's daughters? Yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. I think you um, are like a, a better version of McLeod's daughters. You like <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to go and head head over and check out your Instagram. It is uh, is it at the at the Cattleman's daughter or just at Cattleman's daughter? At Cattleman's daughter. Camille just has these beautiful pink <laughs> work shirts and I can't, I know <laughs> don't filter your photos and I believe you, they are just so stunning and it really is incredible how you just bring out the beauty of being covered in cow shit <laughs> <laughs> um, in a dusty paddock. It makes it look super glamorous. I know for sure it's not, but it really does. <laughs> Um, Camille, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today that I haven't mentioned already? Um, Any messages that I've missed that you might want to get out to people? Um, No, I think we've covered everything today. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate your time and, um, yeah, love hearing all about your life up there on the station and hopefully we can chat again sometime in the future because there's be so much more to share I'm sure yeah thank you so much for having me thanks Camille thank you for listening to the bossy bitch podcast I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group bossy bitch bossy bitch